0: Good evening, and welcome to Mining the Riches of the Parsha. Tonight is Thursday night, June 23rd, 2022. I am so happy to be with you that we can study together tonight. I missed you last week, and actually, I just want to mention, I will miss you next week because my plan is that a week from tonight, I will uh, not be here. We're planning to go away for a long weekend, so we will be off next week. But then after that, hopefully, we'll be able to continue um, in a consistent fashion, uh, hopefully through the summer. There's a passage in Sefer Molach in the book of Kings where God says to Shlomo Hamela, King Solomon, God says to him, Sha'al lach. ask me for something. And I will give it to you. What an amazing statement. Okay, Shlomo says what Shlomo says. But could you imagine if you had one minute directly with God and God said the same thing to you, God said, ask me, ask me for one thing and I'm going to give it to you. What would be the most important thing in the world to you? What would you ask for? What is the single thing that is the most important thing in life? It's a very revealing question. And each of us should ask ourselves that question. And then we should consider, am I living my life to try to reach that one single most important goal in life? Am I moving towards that? And if not, well, what should I be doing? So I want to share another answer to this question that was given by the Rav, Rav Yosef Soloveitchik, a blessed memory. And he wrote that he learned this lesson from his mother. And he wrote that what he learned from his mother was that the most important thing in life is to feel the presence of the Almighty and the gentle pressure of his hand upon my frail shoulders for the love that's the most important thing in life to know to be certain that we are not alone and then even in a situation where we cannot rely on others but we can always rely on God, on the gentle pressure of God's hand on our shoulder. Now, we can work on reaching that goal, if that is our most important goal, as it was for the rub. We can try to reach that goal in myriad ways, in myriad places, in myriad times. But the one experience that expressly and overtly has this as its goal is prayer. Last week, I had the privilege to attend a conference of rabbis in New Jersey. It was sponsored by Yeshiva University and it featured Rabbi J.J. Schachter, a tremendously important scholar and teacher and a wonderful, wonderful human being. And there is so much that I gained from that experience being together with fellow rabbis, learning Torah together, sharing experiences together. I've already started to share some of what I gained, and I hope to share much more in the days and weeks and months to come. But tonight I want to focus on one session that we had that was led by someone else, that was led by Rabbi Menachem Penner. Rabbi Penner is an extraordinary scholar and teacher who presents with a rare level of honesty and emotional depth. And so what I'd like to share with you tonight is partially based on the presentation that he made to us at this conference last week. Because he presented to us, he shared with us, he explored with us a number of ideas, practical suggestions, tools, Or to borrow a phrase that I heard from someone else, walking sticks, to assist our prayer to reaching this goal of feeling the gentle pressure of God's hand on our shoulder. So allow me to share with you this evening seven brief points It's actually seven plus one. I'll explain that later. But for me, this is like having a dessert buffet for dinner. Because each of these ideas, for me, is so rich and so sweet. I can't possibly digest them all at one time. Maybe you can. But for me, what I plan to do with the information I want to share with you tonight, I plan to use this for myself as a seven-month plan, a roadmap for myself to focus on one point per month, to let it sink in, to try to make it part of me. And you are, of course, welcome to use any and all of this as you see fit. Number one, there is a subject of Torah study about prayer. Torah study about prayer is very, very important to study the meaning of the words to study the themes, to study the structure of prayer, to understand the philosophy of prayer, what are we hoping to achieve with it, to understand the historical background to to many of the prayers, to understand the technical details of how we pray, Jewish law discusses this at great length. All of that is very important. But all of that is not going to achieve by itself the goal of making our prayer deeply meaningful. And we certainly can't be doing that while we are praying. So the first idea that I want to share with you is perhaps the most radical and the most transformative It will change your life if you absorb this. And that is, when we pray, we should focus on the encounter with God, not on the words. The problem that so many of us have with prayer, with with making our prayer meaningful, the problem that so many of us have, I'll talk about myself, the problem that I have, is not that I'm missing the understanding of the, of the words or understanding or the knowledge of the themes or the ideas. That's not what I'm missing. What I am missing all too often is the feeling of standing before God. And that feeling, that moment, that encounter is transformational, even if it's just one moment in the entire prayer. And if I can reach a single moment of that feeling of standing directly before God, That's a successful prayer. One moment. If I have more than that, that's gravy. But a single moment, and I might be in shul, I might be davening for a half hour, for an hour, for three hours. If I have a single moment where I feel I'm standing before God, then I will have achieved in that moment what prayer is supposed to accomplish. Anything more is gravy. In the Torah, we have several prayers that Moshe prayed at different points in his life, different points in the Torah. For example, we had the prayer, Az Yashir, Az Yashir Moshe v'nei Yisrael, Es Moshe and the Jewish people sang this amazing song of praise to God after the splitting of the Red Sea. It's a prayer that is poetic. It's melodious. It's beautiful. It's deep. We say this prayer every day in the morning in our prayers. It's a beautiful prayer. In last week's Torah portion, at the end of Baaloschah, we have another prayer that Moshe prayed. You'll remember, his sister Miriam was sick. His older sister, who had saved his life when he was a baby, she was sick. And Moshe prayed for her. And the Torah says, "Va'yitzak Moshe Lashem Lamor. And Moshe cried out to God and said, Kail na Rafa na la. Kale na merciful God, Rafa na La. Please heal her. That's it. Five words Kail na Rafa na la. Merciful God, please heal her. Five words. That's the whole prayer? I mean, Moshe, come on. You can't even get a paragraph, a couple of pages. It's your sister to save her life. Five words is all? Yes. 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 Five words. Because the number of words in a prayer does not indicate the power of that prayer. The power of the prayer, the power of Moshe's prayer for his sister Miriam, is indicated by one word, Vayitzach, Moshe, yitzak. and Moshe cried out. Moshe yelled, Moshe screamed. Moshe was in tears. That's it. That's what prayer is. The power of prayer is indicated by the passion, not by the number of words. It doesn't matter how many words you say. And this is a really important point. Let's say you come to shul. Let's say you come to Adath. And let's say, and I hope, You pray slower than other people pray. And people sometimes say to me, I can't keep up. I can't say all these words. Please hear me very carefully. Don't say all the words. Don't worry about how many words you say. Say five words with meaning, with feeling. You will have had a successful prayer. Five words with intensity, with awareness, with consciousness, with feeling God's presence. That is more powerful than all of the reading and skimming and turning pages and mumbling and talking to your neighbor and daydreaming. Just do five words. But with the sense that you're speaking directly to God, that is a successful prayer. And I must tell you, this is a startling idea. And to be very, very honest, this is such a relief to hear this because I can do this to be able to concentrate on every word for a half hour or an hour or three hours who is able to do that i'm sure there are some i'm sure some of you can do that okay i can't do that but five words but one moment one instant of true authentic intimate connection with god i i could do that i can do that Yes, more is better. But if I have even one, even five words, that is a meaningful prayer. I can do that. You can do that. And let's reorient ourselves to recognize that if we can do even that, we have succeeded with that prayer. Number two. So let's start in the right place. And I would suggest the right place to start is the Shemona Esrei, the Amidah, the standing prayer. After all, the physical motions that we use, standing with our feet together as if we're angels, taking three steps forward, entering God's presence, Three steps back at the end, leaving God's presence. Our sages tell us that is the essence of prayer, the Amidah, the standing prayer, the Shemona Esrei. That's the best chance to have this moment. And again, if you're not concentrating, if I'm not concentrating on the whole thing, that's okay, it's all right if I at least have a moment that's a success so i want to share this with you as an idea as a an, a visualization to try to prepare for that moment of beginning the amida and this is an incredible i found this to be just an incredible insight okay So imagine you're on an airplane and the airplane is on the runway and you're about to take off. It's about to start rolling down the runway. But it's pouring rain. It's raining so hard. And you look out the window and you see the runway. You see where the plane is gonna go. And you think to yourself, well, on the one hand, I mean, it's supposed to be safe, but I mean, there's so much rain coming down on the runway, it it looks like it's going to be slippery. How's the plane going to be able to start rolling down so fast? Maybe it'll slip. I I mean, how is this going to work? And you're a little worried. You're a little concerned. But the plane starts to move it starts to roll, it goes faster, it goes faster, and it starts to go up, starts to go up. It starts to go up, and then all of a sudden, you're in the midst of this thick cloud, it's a storm cloud, you're in the midst of this cloud, you look out the window, you can't see anything, there's turbulence, the plane's going up and down, now you're worried again. It can be very nerve-wracking, it can be a little bit frightening, There's turbulence. It feels uncomfortable. (laughs) What if there's another plane very close by? We're not going to be able to see it. How is this going to work out? And then comes the moment when you break through the clouds. And it's perfectly clear. And the sun is shining. And it's perfectly calm. And you can look down and you see that storm cloud below you, but you're in the sunshine. And everything is clear and everything is calm. That is the moment of prayer. That is the encounter with God. Because prayer doesn't separate us from the world. I look down and I see that storm cloud. There are issues, there are storms in my life and in the world. But to be able to see myself that I'm on top of the storm. I'm looking down on it. And where I am above that storm, it's perfectly clear. It's perfectly calm. That's the moment when I'm talking to God. If you can imagine that scene, take a moment and imagine that scene And then you start the Shemona Esri. Then you begin the words of the Amidah. And if you have imagined that you're in that moment of breaking clear with this immediate intimate contact with God at that moment, the words almost don't matter. doesn't matter what you say. Just imagining that moment, that is prayer. And that's a suggestion for how to reach it, at least for a moment, which is all you need. Number three. Every time we say the Amida, the first three paragraphs are identical. And those first three paragraphs are really the way that we express in three different ways, three paragraphs, three different ways, our relationship with God. The third paragraph, which starts with the words, Kadosh," You, God, are holy, that expresses our relationship with God through holiness through sanctity. That's hard to do. It's it's hard to wrap our minds around what does it mean that God is holy, that I'm connected to God? That's hard. That's the third paragraph. The second paragraph relates to God through gvura, through strength, refers to God as a melech, a king, a sovereign, powerful. Okay, maybe more people can relate to that. More people can, can grasp the idea of God's power and God's strength and God's might. Not all of us, but maybe some of us can. But the first paragraph, And it's the first paragraph because it's the most important. Because it is the most accessible relationship we have with God. The first paragraph expresses how we relate to God as our father, as our parent. And that's the most important relationship we have. That's why it comes first. Now, we all understand that when we approach our father with a request, sometimes the answer is no. But still, that is where we go with every need that we have. We ask our father, we ask our mother, we ask our parent. That's where we take our needs, our requests our wants. And so what we should derive from that first paragraph is talk to God like you would talk to a parent. And that's what we need to do. We need to talk to God like we talk to our mother, like we talk to our father. Because that is the most... Essential relationship and connection we have with God. Number four. We need to find places and times to connect to God outside of prayer. So I want to challenge you and I want to challenge myself. Find at least one time during the day not during prayer, not in shul, one time during the day where you can connect to God in your own way, in your own words, in your own manner. My colleague, Rabbi Ephraim Goldberg recently wrote, if you never talk to God outside of the synagogue, it is difficult to connect with him in the synagogue. If you never talk to God without a Siddur, without a prayer book, it's very hard to feel that you are talking directly to God with a prayer book. Ask, thank, protest. Just talk to him in your own words. Because God is listening. We need to invite God into our world in order to realize I don't have to do it alone. I don't have to bear it alone. I can ask my father, I can ask my mother. For what I need. Number five. So, Rabbi Penner told this story, which he had heard from someone else. He has a friend who will not kill a bug. Maybe you know people like this. We say in our prayers, God has compassion on every creature. And if there's a bug, no matter how disgusting, no matter how big, no matter how upsetting it is, this friend, he'll catch it and then take it outside and release it, but not kill it. He would never kill a bug. I'm not quite on that level. There's certain bugs that make me a little. uh, I don't I I don't like certain bugs. So uh, I'm not at this level. I don't know about you, but there's this man and he would never kill a bug. One time it happened. That this man was chasing a bug. This was a big, ugly bug in his house. And he was chasing it in order to catch it and then release it outside. It was a big, ugly, frightening-looking bug. And he was chasing after it. And whenever this man would would lunge towards it, the bug would, would uh, crawl away very quickly. And he kept trying to run after this bug and chase the bug. And the bug kept running away. And finally, finally, after quite a long time, this man had the bug cornered. He's in a corner and he's going to reach out his hand and capture this bug and, and take it outside and release it. And all of a sudden, this thing opens up its wings and just flies over his head, escapes him completely. So this man is so angry at the bug. And he starts talking to this bug. And he says, if you can fly, why did you let me chase you all this time? Why did you put yourself in such danger that I was about to catch you? You could have just flown away the first time I approached You could have escaped. But aren't we all that bug? Don't we turn to God to save us only at the last moment when the situation appears to be hopeless? That's when we turn to prayers all too often. But what about earlier? What about before it was so dire? Why didn't we turn to God then? That's what we should do to turn to God at the beginning before it's an emergency to use a different metaphor that's used by the Rav Rav Salavechik, prayer is a romantic encounter with God. It's not a last resort. It should be our first resort. Not because we're desperate, not because everything else has failed but because we want the connection. We want the relationship. We want the romance of that encounter. Number six. I was so shocked when I heard Rabbi Penner say this. He said for him, the greatest moment that he has when he's praying the Shemona Esrei, the Amidah, he said, is the moment when I realize that I'm not concentrating. I realize I'm just saying the words and I'm not paying attention. Now, I have to tell you, when I heard him say that, (laughs) it made me very hopeful because I have lots of those moments. If that's the best (laughs) If that's the highlight, I'm in good shape. But he said that that moment when I catch myself, that I'm not concentrating in the middle of the prayer, that can be the most powerful. Because when you realize that you're lost, when you realize that, you're daydreaming because you're worried about something, you're anxious about something, you're distracted, preoccupied about something else going on in your life or in the world, and you're not concentrating on the prayer. That's the moment when you should say to yourself, now I'm going to quote Rabbi Penner's words. This is not necessarily the words that I would use, but this is how Rabbi Penner told this. He said, that's the moment when I say to myself, you idiot, you're standing before God right now, the one who can actually help with that issue that you're thinking about, that you're preoccupied by, that you're distracted by, that you're worried about, that you're afraid of, and I'm spinning my wheels thinking about this other subject. Ask God. You're in the middle of the prayer. Ask God for help with that issue that is distracting you. That moment when we realize that we're lost can be the deepest, highest, most meaningful moment because we take what is in our lives, what's going on, and we bring it to God. You're the one that can help with this. That's where it belongs. It can be the deepest moment of all. Finally, number seven. So, we have this image of the Amidah, of the Shemona Esrei. Based on the movements which I mentioned before, before we begin, we take three steps forward. As we conclude the prayer, we take three steps back. The normal way we understand this, which is what I intimated when I mentioned this earlier, when I take three steps forward, I should imagine in my mind, I'm walking into God's office. I have a meeting with God. I'm approaching God. When I take three steps back, the meeting is over. I'm leaving God's office. I'm leaving God's immediate presence. That's the normal way we understand this. Try this instead. Try to imagine this instead. When I take three steps forward, At the beginning of the prayer, I'm walking into God's office. I have a meeting. I have an appointment. I have an encounter. When I conclude the prayer and I take three steps back, God is walking with me out of his office. I'm not in this alone. God is coming with me when I finish my prayer. That is the essence of prayer. So I said to you, it's seven plus one. And I want to just confess this is a tease because there's one more gem but I plan to introduce it and share it at Adath this Shabbos morning. It's not that I want to keep it from you, but it's really only relevant if you're going to be in the room at that moment. So there's one more idea to talk about. But what I've tried to provide to you and and to me, these are walking sticks. So, Try one or more at your own pace. And I would appreciate it if you would let me know what, if any, effect it has on your prayer. I can tell you in the week and a half since I heard Rabbi Penner speak, it has made a tremendous difference in my prayers. And I hope that that's only the beginning. My friends, I want to wish you a beautiful evening and a fantastic Shabbos. And I look forward to seeing you soon in person.